Welcome to episode seven of the Recording Story Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Newcomb, and it is uh, Boxing Day when I'm recording this episode. Uh, so I hope all of you have had a great Christmas holiday or whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope it was great and you got time with friends and family and loved ones and got to eat a lot of delicious food and all that stuff. Um, but it's also possible that you're listening to this episode in, in July <laughs> or something, uh, in which case I still I hope you're doing well. And thanks for checking out this podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, this episode is uh, a bit of a different episode. Um, I'm going to just tell my story about how I got started in music and uh, how I got to where I'm at with music today. And uh, I figured it'd be, it was a good time uh, to do this kind of episode. I'm seven episodes in and uh, you can get to know me a little bit better. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so how I got started in music, my story. So it starts like a lot of people who do music uh, started young. Um, I was uh, five, uh, five or six years old when uh, I started in piano lessons. Uh, my parents had, uh, I have two brothers. Um, I'm the middle child in our family. And uh, uh, my older brother, he took piano lessons. And uh, then my parents offered for me to take piano lessons. And I was really into the idea of it. And uh, my, my younger brother, Matt, was also offered piano lessons, but he wasn't really into it. So, um, but I got it, I got into piano lessons really young and it was, uh, definitely one of the best things. Um, the thing that's helped me the most in my music life has been, uh, the fact that I started with piano lessons. So, um, I had, uh, I had a really great piano teacher and, uh, I know it seems weird to get into like talking too in depth about, uh, when you were five, six years old taking piano lessons, but it really shaped me as a, as just a musician and just a music, um, player and lover in general. Um, my piano teacher was uh, teaching me all theory. So I learned a uh, theory at a young age and, you know, how to read notes and all that stuff. Um, and she, um, also, realized really early on that uh, I was I was learning some of the notes and and theory but I was also mainly learning by ear and so she would give me pieces of music to learn for the week and I'd have to come back and and play them for her and so she would um, you know she'd be, play me the uh, a song that I was supposed to learn um, before I would leave my lesson and I just remember what she played just by ear and uh, and then I would just you know come back the next week and play back uh, what she had played for me. And she realized I was never looking at the, my notes or the page. And um, I realized I was just learning my ear. So instead of stopping me, instead of saying, hey, you know, stop, stop this learning music by ear, uh, you need to read the notes. Um, she really nourished it. And she really uh, actually helped me hone it and um, pr practice learning things by ear. So she'd give me music to learn, uh, take home and just uh, listen to on like a cassette tape because this is back in like the early 90s. Um, and uh, I would take pieces home and learn them off of the cassette and come back and play them for her. So she was she was amazing. And on top of that, my parents, um, I I hit a point where I really didn't want to take 
piano lessons anymore. I hated them. I, I hated. I was still doing. I was still learning some Royal Conservatory style, type theory and playing that kind of Royal Conservatory music. It's very classical. And you know, as a kid, I just didn't like that music. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to quit and I hated it. But my my parents they wouldn't they just wouldn't let me quit and. Um, uh, I thank them to this day for making me stick with it. Um, it really, again, has been the foundation for everything I do in music today as, as a music producer and as like a, a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, it's it's made learning other instruments a lot easier, having that piano foundation and having that theory. It's really been a huge part of my my musical life. So um, I just can't even like say it enough how important is my start was in music. And it, it started with piano and my piano teacher was amazing. And then my parents being so um, adamant that I stick with it and wouldn't let me quit. And I know for them it was hard because I would sit at the piano and I would cry not wanting to practice. And I only had to practice like 20 minutes a day, but I would just sit there and cry for the whole 20 minutes. And, you know, they, they, I'm sure they would, they would have liked to just said, you know, it's okay. You can, you can quit, but, uh, you know, they, they had me stick with it and, and I'm forever grateful for that. So, that's how things kind of got started for me. And my dad is musical. My dad plays guitar and uh, he's a singer and he's a songwriter. And uh, he played uh, in our in our church. Um, he played and, and led the music at our church. And um, so he taught me how to play guitar. He gave me lessons. And um, again, because I had piano uh, that I started with, I picked up guitar really quickly. And uh, it just kind of came naturally and I was able to apply again what I learned was learning in piano directly to the guitar. And, uh, and my dad was a great teacher and he took me um, and really taught me everything he could. And, uh, and I, again, I wouldn't be the guitar player I am today without my dad getting me started. He was a great teacher. And uh, I would have been about 10 years, 10, 11 years old when I got started on the guitar. And uh, so, yeah, fast forward um, a few years till the age of about 13, I started my first band uh, with a couple guys from uh, the eighth grade, a couple buddies. And uh, we we played one show. We played at our in our gymnasium at our at our um, school and uh that was it. And we were called Spam. And uh, yeah, we just played covers. We played Nirvana and uh, Smashing Pumpkins and uh, whatever's, whatever was going on in the late 90s then. It was uh, um, some, some punk rock tunes and stuff like that, some, uh, some MXPX and uh, stuff like that. But um, yeah, and then in, in the high school, um, kind of continued on with the like uh, with playing in bands and I was also at the t at the time was playing at our church um I was playing piano at the church every Sunday and the uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night and then there was youth groups during the week that I was playing playing out as well and uh, so it was just playing a lot of a lot a lot of piano and um those years of playing piano in church were some of my the best years for growth as not only just as a piano player, but as a uh, being able to play with other musicians and being able to be uh, 
uh, to just play uh, things on the fly. Because uh, if if anyone listening has played in church or is even familiar with with um, being in church and, and the music is, it's very um, open as far as there's not. It's not like like things are structured like you're gonna do verse chorus verse chorus outro and you're done. It you kind of feel it out. Sometimes you'll just you'll repeat sections and you'll loop back around to the first verse and then you'll jump. So it's very you have to be very sensitive and very aware of of what's going on in the room and the sanctuary and what the the vibe and the emotion is and. So those years of of playing church were really, really um, like they they shaped me as a musician big time. And of course, my piano playing really developed because I was playing so much and um, was fortunate enough to play with uh, some great players in that church. Um, I would play piano with another piano player. I, I I would play a keyboard actually. A lot of Sundays had a had a keyboard with a lot of cool sounds in it and there was a grand piano player that would play with me and this this uh this player was really great his name was dale Harmon. he was a fantastic piano player so i learned a lot from him watching him and playing with him and uh, my brother matt my younger brother matt would uh, he be playing drums so i got to play a lot with my my brother and my dad would be uh he'd be playing guitar and singing so um most of the band was uh, my family it was hilarious but uh, those years were of uh, playing in church really, really were amazing. And uh, it's funny because then at the same time, throughout those years when I was like 15, 16, even 17, um, I had a, I was in a punk rock band with my brother, Matt. Matt played drums and a couple other guys from the area. And we were called Teacher's Pet. And uh, we... Yeah, we played uh, like skate punk, like fast punk rock and... Uh, Punk rock was very and is uh, was very important to me, and I really, really connected to that music. I heard it from a young age. I think I heard it for the first time when I was maybe 10, 9, 10 years old, and I just went, what is this? It was a band called MXPX, and they were, they were a Christian punk rock band. And just freaked out when I heard it. I thought this this music is just amazing, and uh, and it just stuck with me um, for many years. And yeah, so throughout high school played in uh, in this punk rock band and we played played a lot a lot together a lot of shows we, we practiced as much as we could and got to a point where we weren't too bad we were actually doing you know fairly well for uh, some kids in a in high school and playing together and um that that band went on through till the end of high school when i finished high school that band broke up and kind of just kind of fizzled out and uh, but my brother and I continued to play together in other bands. Uh, we were in um, what were called like post-hardcore bands, so they're kind of heavier music. But there was singing. wasn't There was we had a guy that was, was like a screamer in the band, but we also had singing. And um, yeah, like my brother was still playing drums, and I was playing guitar in those bands. And uh, did that for a while. And the goal for me was always to be in a band and be in a touring band. That was, that was like the big goal was to, to make that happen. And so it was working really hard towards that. And, uh, but at the same time had always, always been interested in recording and producing. 
and always loved equipment, always loved gear, always loved microphones and mixer boards and anything with knobs and buttons, like just was always fascinated. And um, so I, even as a kid, like I would, I would use whatever gear was around the house, cassette decks, or um, I think maybe the first like semi-decent recording setup I had was a four track cassette um, recorder. And uh, it was like this Tascam unit. And, um, uh, just, yeah, would record with whatever, whatever I get my hands on. And I uh, eventually graduated to like this Yamaha, I think I borrowed it from someone. It was like a Yamaha eight track, uh, ADAT tape digital recorder. And, um, that was a lot better than the cassette recorder, the four track cassette recorder. Uh, not by a lot, but uh, it was, it was definitely a step up. And uh, recorded um, my band in high school, Teachers Bat. We re- we recorded like an album on one of those things, and uh, I, so I love that side of music too. Always always fascinated with with recording. So, um, so back to being you know, out of high school and in these kind of post hardcore bands. Um, I got where our band was supposed to go and record. Um, we were called the Throw Effect. This band after high school, we were supposed to go record. Uh, in a studio in town and something got messed up with the scheduling and um, we just, for whatever reason, we couldn't go record. So um, I, I said to one of the guys in the band, I was like, man, let's just get some gear and record ourselves. And he was like, yeah, sure. So um, bought some equipment and uh, we were kind of off and running. I, I, I loved being able to, for our band to be able, be able to record whenever we wanted to and it was uh, like gear at that time. This would be sort of like the early two thousands, around two thousand five. Um, that at that time was becoming really a lot more affordable to buy uh, gear for like a home studio setup, and um, so kind of got a bit of a setup going. Got some microphones, and uh, was just learning how to like record as we were going. YouTube at that time was starting to become a like uh, you can learn some things from YouTube. There wasn't a lot of resources, but um, so yeah, um, we just were recording our own. I was recording my own band's demos, and um, and then from that, I would have like friends' bands. I would hear the demos or things that we were recording, and go, "Hey, can you record us?" So I would just recording some some buddies' bands here and there. Was loving it, which is loving, loving. Uh, just yeah, I love I love recording. Just loved the process. Loved learning. I would, I was I was like such a shut in. And be, most people were out, like you know, hanging out with friends or partying, or whatever. I'd be sitting at home on a Friday night, uh, just reading. I had books at that time where I was reading about how to record drums or, you know, how to mix and how to like EQ things and what was compression and all that stuff. I just was totally fascinated. So, um, yeah, so that band, uh, the, the, uh, the throw effect ended up breaking up after a couple of years and started another band, yet another band with my brother again on drums. Um, and, uh, we were called Adelaide. We were like a, a pop rock kind of band and we were going for more of like a radio sound at this point. 
And uh, we had uh, written a bunch of songs and we had done uh, some recordings. Um, actually, we I'd, I'd been recording all of our demos, but then we actually went to like another like a kind of commercial studio to do some recordings. And those turned out really great. We were really happy with them and things were kind of really uh, coming together. And then uh, like a lot of bands, we broke up once again. The singer uh, decided to go and uh, go to college. And uh, so we were, the band was done. So we just kind of got going and it was over. But um, and that it was at that moment that I decided that uh, I wanted to just pursue uh, the studio that I had set up and just uh, focus all my efforts on that. And the band thing for me was over. I, I didn't want to. I was tired of um, having to rely on other people, and um, I just really wanted to you know, do the studio. No one could quit on me. No one could stop me. It was just all on me and I could go at whatever pace I wanted to, which was fast. I like to move, I like to move quickly. So it just seemed like sort of like the most logical thing for me to do was to really do the studio. Cause all the while, um, I had been, been recording, um, other bands and I had a lot of, uh, artists coming into my studio to, record things. So, um, I had, a, I had quite a bit going on in that department. So I just decided to focus all my energies there. And I also at that time was dating my now wife and, um, think, you know, things were getting serious. So I thought, Hey, it's, um, I kind of want to settle down. I want to get married and being in a band and, and being in a touring band isn't really, um, you know, conducive. That life isn't really a lineup with, uh, being not, not that you can't make it work. A lot of people do for sure, but it's hard. And, uh, I, I thought a little, something a little more stable would be, would be ideal. So I just put all my efforts into the studio and all this time I had a day job. I was working at a factory uh, with my brother. It's so funny. My, my brother and I, Matt, we do, we do a lot together. <laughs> we did a lot together. And um, so we worked at this factory and uh, I was in the shipping receiving department and uh, I was loading trucks and driving like a forklift all day and uh, and also running some heavy machinery and, and just kind of doing a lot of things there. But um, so that was my day job. That's how I paid the bills. And, um, that job allowed me to buy the house that I, I live in now and, uh, with my wife and our son. And, um, so that's what my days were spent doing. And then I would get off work at, um, like four, sometimes five o'clock. If I was lucky, I'd get out at three o'clock, um, I'd work about a 10 hour shift and then I would uh, get home and I would just be recording, from the time I got home till I went to bed at sometimes one, two in the morning, uh, a lot of nights. And I would do that every day, work from seven till, till about four o'clock and then race home, maybe eat some dinner, uh, Russian studio and uh, just be recording till I went to bed. And I did that for a few years, building my studio and building up a client base and uh, just getting it, you know, really running. And, uh, you know, it, I look back at the job that I had at the factory and it, it was a, it was a terrible job. I, I, I hated working in that place, but it was really the best thing for me because, because I hated it so much and I couldn't stand being there. Uh, it was, it motivated me so hard to go, uh, and, pr and just really put all my efforts into, into the studio and really get it going so that I could quit that job and just do my, my studio full time. And uh, if I ever had a, a night where 
I, I would get off work and not, you know, just maybe put a, a couple hours into the studio and then, you know, go to bed or something like that. Um, I would go to work the next day and just feel super guilty and just be like, what are you, do- <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Like you, you can't, you can't be, you know, slacking <laughs> if you really want to get out of here if you really want to like you know do follow your your you know your dream here um you got to put the work in so uh, that job was such like just such a good thing for me it was such a blessing looking back so i hit a point where um i had you know the studio was going things are going really well and uh um, my wife and i gina we were uh, our wedding was coming up and we were getting married and uh, I thought, you know what, I am going to, I'm quitting this job before the wedding and so that when we're married, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be full out with uh, with the studio. And uh, so I quit my job two weeks before Gina and I got married and, uh, and then I've been at, that was 10 years ago. I just hit my 10th uh, anniversary um, just uh, this year in, uh, back in, back in July. So yeah, in 2019. So it's been, uh, yeah, 10 years of doing the studio full time and, uh, it has been incredible. Um, I've just, uh, not to, not to skip ahead too much, but, um, the last 10 years, it hasn't been without it's, uh, it's without challenges or without problems, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, it's funny. You, you get into your dream job, you know, the thing you've been striving for and you think that all oh, my life, uh, or at least I did that all oh, my, my life is just going to be amazing once I'm just doing the studio like every single day and it just, that's going to be the best. And then I get into that position and, uh, and it is amazing, but it's not always amazing. Like I, I, I still have challenges and still have, uh, things that I'm working out and, um, I feel like I've just kind of traded up problems. I've traded uh, my old problems for a new, you know, some better problems, really. Some, but you know, again, last ten years, um, the the things that I've been able to to do and the places that I've, I've been able to get with with my music has just been amazing. I've been able to work in uh, Nashville a bunch and uh, Los Angeles and and you know with the internet being able to collaborate with people all, all over the world in Australia and the UK and and just it's incredible um what uh, what's been what I've been able to do and um it, it never ceases to amaze me but you know the the people that I've been able to work with over the years that have become really, really great friends and people that are really are really special to me. Um, the relationships that that I've just developed over the years um, have been the best part about uh, about my job. It's just, and, and I say job, I I don't feel like I have. It doesn't feel like a job to me. It's it's um, I, I feel like I'm retired basically, but. Um, and you know, seeing people that I work with uh, go off and experience su- uh, success with their music, and being able to have been uh, you know a part of that, and in, in, in whatever way that is, even if it's a small part, but to be able to see people go off and be successful with their music is the absolute ultimate, and that uh, never gets old, and um, it, it keeps me going. It keeps me motivated, keeps me inspired just to be better and to be more helpful to, to everyone that I, that I work with. And, uh, if I can, 
if I can add even just a, a little bit to someone's project to sort of take it to the next level, then uh, that's that's what I'm all about. So, and I really want to like point out that um, with my story is that uh, that I'm not a self-made uh, man in any way. I, I'm the product of a lot of people uh, helping me along the way, and you know, my, I've kind of condensed my story down as much as possible, but. You know, I want to really point out that like my my parents, you know, with the whole putting me into piano lessons and really um, making me stick with it. But also these are the same people that when I was a teenager in punk rock bands, my brother and I let, uh, you know, they let us practice in the house and we were loud and we were we practiced a couple nights a week. And those nights, you know, my parents would, you know, we'd be so loud they couldn't hear the TV or anything. They just, but they would, they, they let us do that and they helped. And that, and that was a way of nurturing, you know, our, our abilities and, you know, a big way again, shaped us, uh, shaped me musically. And, um, and also my amazing wife, Gina, she was always supportive, uh, of me, uh, with my music right from when we first met. And, um, when it came to, uh, quitting uh, my job, uh, my stable job to uh, pursue the studio. Uh, she was all about it and she was right behind me and she was the one even pushing me to do it sooner. Again, that I can't, I can't do what I do without that kind of support in my life. And, um, you know, and then people that I work with over the years, I've had mentors that have, uh, were, have taken me under their wing and some amazing people that have, uh, that have taught me so many things about music. And I feel like these people fast tracked me, um, to, um, when it comes to just knowledge about, about music, about writing music and about composing and producing it and mixing and all that stuff, you know, these, uh, these, you know, they're almost like angels that come along and they just, uh, they help you on your, on your path. And, uh, and uh, I'm so grateful to those people. And I've had a few of those uh, in my career, in my life, and um, that have helped me to get to where I am today. So I'm not a self-made man. I'm very much, uh, I'm very grateful to a lot of people that have really helped me over the years. And uh, back to my piano teacher when I was a little kid, like she was an incredible, incredible musical influence on me. So yeah, I really wanted to highlight that point. That's a big one. And of course, uh, you know, the my story is... Uh, just as much as I want to help people with their music and really help people make the best music that they, that they can possibly make, um, I really want my story to inspire people to really go after um, what they're passionate about. And um, I I am not by any means special or exceptionally talented when it comes to what I do in music. Um, I'm. Um, you know, I'm no better than a lot of people that, that make music out there. Um, so I want you to get that. I'm that if you, you know, if, if I can do it, you can do it. And if you, um, I will, I won't uh, lie to you. It, it didn't, it, it was a lot of work. You know, I put a lot, a lot of hours. It was, it was a lot of sacrifices. It was a lot of missed, um, family events and, uh, you know, missing, certain holidays with family because I was working and I was, you know, I was working with artists and I was in the studio a lot. And so it, it came with sacrifice and it came with a lot of work and it came with, you know, many years of very little sleep as I, when I had a day job and I was trying to, you know, get the studio going. Um, but you know, uh, it, it, it paid off. And, uh, so, 
I'm telling you, if you put the work in and uh, really, really go after it, uh, you can make whatever, whatever, if it's music or whatever you do, listening to this, you can, you can do what you love for a living. And I am walking, talking proof of that. And I, I hope my story really does inspire you. And, and, uh, cause it's, um, that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. Uh, and this podcast in general. I just, I hope these stories about people writing and recording their songs um, has, is, is inspirational to you, the listener. And I've actually had some people reach out and say that they got back into music or they got back into writing songs from listening to the podcast. And that's like the ultimate for me is for people to, uh, yeah, listen and get, get motivated, get back into creating or whatever, just like whatever it is you do. I hope, I hope it just kind of, even if you're learning about how writing and, and, uh, recording works, just even kind of getting a peek, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, you know, in a way of how music gets put together is, uh, why this podcast exists. So, uh, anyways, that's it for my story, and I uh, hope you enjoyed that. I wanted to say that uh, I've, I'm putting together a, a giveaway. Um, I'm, I'm working out the details, and uh, so tune into future episodes about, uh, about what this giveaway is going to be. It's going to be a big giveaway, I'll say that. It's going to be substantial. And, um, so you're not going to want to miss it. Um, but I, again, I just have to figure out, iron out the details as to how I'm going to uh, launch it and execute. So, um, anyway, stay tuned for future episodes. Sorry for being very vague about that, but, uh, uh I'm just excited about it and, uh, wanted to mention it. And, uh, also another big thing is that I am always looking to connect with new artists, artists that I haven't connected with yet and um so if you're listening and you are a songwriter or a singer or you're in a band or whatever um i want to hear your music i want to hear what you got going on what you've been working on um maybe you're i don't know working on doing some recordings or whatever you're doing i just like to connect with new artists that i i just don't know so uh please email me your stuff email me your music and uh, I'll check it out and would love to chat and um, get to know you. And um, I just, that, I love that. So uh, you can email me. Um, my email address is adam, A-D-A-M, at newcomb, N-E-W-C-O-M-B, studios.ca. So adam at newcombstudios.ca. And uh, yeah, like I love to connect. And so please send me your stuff. Send me what you're working on. And uh, thank you so much for checking out this podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to everyone who subscribed and left uh, reviews. And uh, if you could do that, leave a review for the podcast or on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts or subscribe, it would be hugely appreciated. Share it with a friend. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will see you on the next episode. So until next time, get out there and make some great music. Music.